Doxed, the podcast. I think we're both hoping for this to just really be a space for everybody that wants the space to talk about their experience with Allie. And uh, you have a very unique perspective on all of this, Ashley. So <laughs> I don't, I'm not even sure where you want to start, but well, I would love um, to hear what you think. I think starting at the most recent thing um, of the, it seems that she may have come to the realization, oh yeah, Ashley, you started all of this. And I was like, wow, we're late on that, late on that one. Um, <laughs> in a way you did, but in a way, but, you know, yeah, well, there was you really already, just spoke up. There was, there was a break in the concrete, that's for sure. But I was just like, here's a jackhammer. And then everybody brought their jackhammers too. And so there we were <laughs> just uh, plowing away, I guess. But it seems that, you know, I followed Allie and was a supporter of the idea behind um, educating people about the harmful aspects of spirituality, especially within the disabled community. Um, because there's definitely been times in my own life where I felt really frustrated with the process. And I obviously through time, trial and error, figured out that not everything is for everyone. And what works for some people doesn't necessarily work for everyone. And that's the importance of tuning in and hearing yourself. The loudest will benefit you more than listening to anybody. Um, but I, as I said, like I, I followed her and Watched our content, and then it was sometime during the Alex Serves Tea era that because of how Alex Serves Tea was talking, I grew concerned about her mental stability, possibly. And then that's when I raised the question, like, hey, at what point do you think it might be unsafe to be making so many videos because clearly she's on the edge of some kind of breakdown. And that just worries me that like, what if it was the straw that broke the camel's back and she did something that she couldn't take back. And regardless, I, how I feel about her views being harmful, uh, it's still a life. And I think, you know, people can be helped. So I made those comments and, you know, Allie was a mutual of mine. So I thought she would probably respond to the comments, but they went unanswered. And I was like, hmm, I went back to see maybe did I miss it or something? And I could not find them given the fact there were a lot of videos. Maybe I missed which one I had commented that on, but now knowing what I know, it was likely that it was deleted um, because that seems like it might be a common thing uh, whenever you raise question and maybe she doesn't want to deal with you directly to just delete the comment. Um, so I was like, well, whatever. And of course, you guys see clearly I just went on about my life. I didn't give it much thought. But then DJ Morris is someone I follow and have supported. I l- love her bubbly personality she just she just radiates she's smiley and she's happy and 
uh, I seen her coming after her and also it being a black creator, I felt I should say something to Allie um, because I felt it was just out of line. And that's when the, the, the girl that uh, I don't know if we say her name, but P that's when uh, we can call her P. Yeah, that's when those videos started coming out, you know, that this girl had passed away due to harmful spirituality. And then I was being dragged into other aspects and me not really being her typical person to come after because I don't really post a lot of spiritual uh, content necessarily. I think I post like insightful things sometimes, but not necessarily like your typical spiritual content, more so like self-awareness kind of stuff. Um, And of course, you know, you uh, spoke up and said, like, I can't believe that Ashley is being speaking our truth and people are treating her this way, you know, and then obviously, yeah, it seems like all hell broke loose after that (laughs) (laughs) and has been ongoing for like over a month now and it's been wild. I I am more, I'm the kind of person that likes to observe and learn what I can about myself from the situation. And my takeaway is, you know, initially in making my video that's, you know, Allie, you are a bully, I said. And then looking, I rewatched those videos today and, you know, I did bear some responsibility to sit with my feelings, you know, in some regard, um, instead of allowing somebody to have some kind of power over me to put me in fear of sharing my truth, you know, I could have sat with that. And, but I think that that's where I was in that moment and that's what I shared and I don't have any regrets about that and, Like I said in the video before, like, I think it's as true as when I said it, if not more so now. So I stand by the fact that I do think that she bullies people. I did at some point feel and have some compassion and empathy towards her um, desire to help people. But I think slowly as seeing this unfold, especially with, uh, Roxy, I don't have that same compassion. I feel that she's just a cruel person. And I think that no one is benefiting from that because it lacks the educational value that it would take to benefit from it. Yeah, absolutely. I think the other thing that really sticks out to me, first of all, I thought you were very gracious, actually, um, in your initial videos that I saw. And when you tagged me in, whenever that was like early January, yeah, I didn't think anything you said was below the belt or out of line at all. And um, the other thing that really struck me about her going after you was that you were, I believe, a relatively smaller creator. And um, I don't know off the top of my head, what's your follower count? It's not, it's it's not like at her size. 15,000. But my engagement does not. I feel reflect that number whatsoever. It seems that some of the videos that I had that garnered a lot of attention were more so like goofy stuff. And I don't think that it had the staying power for those same people to engage with who I really am. So, you know, it goes to show you going viral for something that's kind of silly doesn't always warrant the right kind of attention, I guess, you know. 
Yeah, well, you're you're another Aquarian, so I I think you you like me are, are very complex. You can't just get it from one no one video. I, I could never <laughs> niche down. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, that's all right though. I think that's a better TikTok. Yeah, it's been just it's a lot to take in because I, I don't know how old she is, but I I'm guessing 35, 36 range. Uh, probably my, yeah, my same age and I, I'm just kind of stunned that she doesn't have more going on in her life that like I don't know what allows her to just be able to make 21 videos about Roxy in one day that I counted I'm just like jeez lord that's like there's only 24 hours in a day and there's 21 videos here like and then you account for like editing time this is like constant and that's not good for anybody you know I think it just it lacks a little bit of maturity and I wonder like at some points I found myself wondering like how much of this is like real and how much of it is just like a put on for the crowd to keep it going you know how like when Trump would give like speeches and stuff it it was like does he really believe this stuff or is he just trying to get people like more pissed you know? Yeah. Yeah. Rage farming, essentially. Yeah. Rage farming, I think, is definitely the word for it. Um, and she made videos about you, too. Right. And she called you a stalker, which is horrible. Yeah. Um, she did. There there was the comments uh, where she was grouping. She was like, I know the stalkers are you and Ashley Miller. And I'm like what and she would tag me um she would tag me in it and I would be like I have literally been trying to figure out if there's toxic mold on my dresser all week (laughs) like what yeah yeah you're clearly living your life I I was I was planning like I said like in the video I legitimately was planning a weekend getaway for my birthday uh discovering mold in my bedroom and realizing that had been making me sick so like it had been like a pretty crazy week so that kind of took me by surprise and then I was like what like I haven't even looked at her stuff and actually I had her blocked but somebody sent me like the the sent me that she was saying it which happens often. Yeah. People send me stuff and say, you know, she's saying this. And that's why the most recent thing, I just have to make fart jokes out of it because it's <laughs> kind of clownery at this point. Like, yeah. Is Roxy all good there? Yeah. Uh, I think Roxy was having trouble getting recorded because of disk space. So she was going to try to pop back in on a different browser. Okay. I'm not sure if that's happening. If you need me yeah, to not. hold tight, oh. I can. It's whatever. I'm not in any rush, so. Well, thank you. I think we're good. Um, she said to keep going uninterrupted, but I also think it's probably fine if we just wait for her to pop back on. Okay. And we can just obviously, like, clip this out of the middle. Yeah, no okay. problem. That's no no biggie at all. Cool. River's Are all with set I think Is we you- can hear you, Roxy. Yeah. Is it recording you? I'm in. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, welcome. Awesome. Technical difficulties. That was uh, interrupting guys. No, no worries at all. Um, yeah, I 
I guess I'm just surprised that it's went on as long as it had. I kind of made the videos and I didn't even think they would go anywhere. (laughs) You know what I mean? I thought they would go ignored, but I just wanted to say it because I had seen it and it was happening. And I was just like, oh my gosh, just stop. Like actually educate people. I followed the page because I thought I was going to learn about ADHD and autism and how spirituality kind of can work with these things. And I, the, the, the only information that I took away was the video that she did with the speaker guy, um, that's was speaking on ADHD. And, Mm -hmm. uh, that was pretty much it. And then I kind of realized like, wow, I've been falling for a really long time. I really haven't gained any new insight. I've actually started to question myself in negative ways. And, um, that's, that's, that's that dangerous aspect of it is like, okay, well, if we don't believe in those things, well, what is safe to believe in? And then I'm like, are you really asking in my mind? These are the things I'm thinking. Like, am I really asking for someone to tell me what my beliefs are? This is crazy. I've yeah. got to, I got to unfollow this. So I did, uh, I unfollowed and apparently I still followed the other account. Uh, mm-hmm. and that's where I seen the videos of DJ that initially sparked me to create the video, uh, in the first place. So, and I was really glad that you stepped, I mean, it's unfortunate that you stepped up to defend me and then, you know, all. I would again, any day. Yeah. the totally right. I felt like she was waiting for that moment. It was like, oh, you again? Let's go. Round and round the ring we go. Like. Oh, yeah. um, But you, you were totally right. You were totally right. And it like, um. It's it's so important, I think, for us to defend and maintain some kind of space where we can talk freely about our beliefs. And that, to me, is a huge problem when you said, I don't feel safe to talk about my beliefs in this space. Yeah, and um, it wasn't because, you know, and it wasn't necessarily because I was worried, like I said in the video, what if I say one wrong thing? And what I meant by that, not actually wrong thing that's harmful to be said, yeah. but something she thinks is harmful yeah. to be thought. And mm-hmm. because then it doesn't, like you said, we need to be able to have the space to question certain aspects of spirituality even the parts that might be dangerous, uh, they need to be talked about um, so we can explore those more. Uh, if they weren't talked about, we wouldn't find out that they were harmful. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, I totally agree. So I felt just like, what can I really talk about? You know, and then there was the part of the video, and I wanted to address this in a video on TikTok, but. I knew I was going to be doing this. So, and I thought I'm going to actually talk about it there. Um, You know, when you say very little to her, she only like in my case, she didn't have a lot to go off of. So she continued to bring up the same talking points in relationship to me, which was you think children attract their own abuse, which I never said, I believe children attract their own abuse. I said, uh, you said, well, what about the kids? And I'm like, I don't know. And what I mean by that is 
in life, there are going to be things that we will never have the answers to, especially in spirituality. We're never going to know for 100% truth. There's no question about it. And my thing is, is if I can't know the truth about something, then it's irrelevant. And I needed to push forward and focus on the things that I do know. And what can I do with that? So, yeah, you know, if children did attract their own abuse, that would be pretty fucked up. That would mean this universe is a really uh, odd place and I don't understand it, you know. Um, But the thing is, is abuse does happen regardless. So what now? What can we do? What is the solutions to that? That's what I want to focus on. These hypotheticals of, uh, well, if this is true, then how? why do people get cancer? I don't know that answer. All I can focus on is how can I continue to expand myself and have awareness about myself and extend grace to my community? How can I be effective in my communities? Because more so than anything, I don't think this, I used to believe that spirituality was a self process. But I think more as I get older, I really realize that I feel the most fulfilled when I'm helping my community. And that is truly spiritual to me, more so than like, just focusing on shadow work 24 seven, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Um, get busy. You know, we can sit with the uncomfortable thoughts all evening long, but during the day, let's get our hands dirty. Let's get out there and actually do something that's going to have value. Um, you know, just, I, I was telling my mom earlier on the phone when I was talking about this, I said, you know, the question often comes up of like, are extraterrestrials real, especially with all these sky uh, phenomenons occurring? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, honestly, it's irrelevant if they're real or not. We don't know that. So I don't think it's worth my energy to sit and ponder on things I can't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's super powerful. And I agree with so much of what you say there. And like, I just think you're a very smart person. So. Yeah, I, I'm glad that you spoke up. I think it was really important. And I think you really were like this secret linchpin almost of the whole thing because you did the cleverest thing ever and just immediately kind of stepped back and did your own thing and had this really fun, you know, detached, but in a positive way or, or like a healing way energy about your approach to the entire, you know, mess. And I think that speaks to like a very grounded person. So I just really admire you. Um, and I, but I wonder, did you deal with a lot of, um, was there a lot of follower abuse toward you or did you have to filter your comments or deal with any of that? And, you know, how did that make you feel? I didn't filter, you know, any of the comments and I read everything that came through. Um, and one thing I learned, and this is from being in a really toxic relationship with a possible narcissist. I mean, I, I'm not at qualified to say, but, you know, toxic nonetheless. One thing I realized and really took away from that relationship is it does not benefit to argue with someone back and forth that insists on misunderstanding you. And moreover, they almost use you defending yourself against you. So, 
if they say, for instance, using, well, you think X, Y, Z, and then I go to explain myself, that just gives them more fuel uh, because I'm sure they'll be able to find, oh, oh, here's another talking point in what you said. And that's what that ex used to do to me. I would call him out for something that had happened. And then next thing I know, I'm defending myself for some reason. And I hadn't done anything wrong, you know? And that's yeah. what toxic people do. And I could feel that right away. And it was a very familiar feeling. And I was like, where have we felt this before? And I yeah. said, oh, and this is a, this is a growing exercise for me to show myself just how grounded are you now? Are you going to let someone pull you out of where you worked so hard to get? Um, because I will tell you, I have not always been very grounded. You know? <laughs> not <laughs> at all. You know, I was, I've said this in videos before. I used to be incredibly emotionally reactive. Um, and I, I hurt myself on accident. I got pissed and I kicked a door and my leg went through the door and I was wow. really bad. I was, and I waited, I, you know, tried to stop the bleeding myself. And it was at the point where I was like kind of starting to pass out a little bit that I thought I better call an ambulance and, uh, did. And then, you know, it was, it was a very traumatic situation because I almost, uh, didn't make it. And that really scared me and really showed me the importance of finding a way to get control of myself in these mo in these moments where my emotions want to take me over so yeah it would have been really easy for me and i'm going to speak candidly here to tear her ass up if i wanted to <laughs> but i know that i can so that doesn't mean that i should um because I will tell you, I, like I said, I am peaceful, but I'm not harmless. And no. I know how to defend myself. But I'm a firm believer that if you let people talk long enough, they will talk themselves straight into a hole. <laughs> and it, I knew that that would be exactly what happened. I even told my son's father, I was like, eventually she's going to say something that will ruin herself. Nobody has to do it for her. She, she talks too much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm very glad that you survived and made it through that whole ordeal that you're describing. And uh, you're somebody that I've totally looked up to throughout Hi. this whole situation. Aww. So thank you. Don't make you know, me cry. Sorry, <laughs> really though. I mean, it's the been so hard. Everybody's reacted differently, but yeah. Um, and, you know, the, very hateful, the hateful yeah. comments, they were crazy. I, I, I mean, like people, the, and I even made a video about like how people just throw around the word delusional. And I said, like, what if I was like, how does that yeah. help? Like, yeah. I don't feel like I'm delusional. I don't feel like I have any beliefs that, I mean, I am mystical. Uh, and I do have some beliefs that can't be proven for sure, for sure. Um, but I know that I know that the, 
that some of the things I believe, not everyone's going to believe, and that's okay. And I don't think any of the things that I believe are hurting anyone else. And like, even with the lucky girl syndrome, I'm like, is this for real? Like, these are just two (laughs) young gals in the car excited that they found something that made them excited for the moment. They'll probably forget about it in two months anyways. You know what I mean? Like, why bother? And it's just to have material, I think. It's just to be able to have something to talk about, you know. And like I say, like, if something is stressing you out and you feel like I've done everything, this is not working, what's wrong with me? If you get to the place where you're asking those kind of questions, maybe it's time to find a different belief. Um, Maybe that one's not healthy for you to believe, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's all really wise sound. And um, unfortunately, Roxy's having trouble with her audio. And so she's sending me some messages. Um, She's still here with us in uh, video and spirit. But she was asking through the chat uh, if I could ask you the following question. What duties and responsibilities do you believe spiritual content creators have as influencers in the community? And where should the line be drawn between educator versus call out creator? Do you have thoughts on that? Okay, let me, I'm going to pull the question so I can reference back to it also. Um, Okay. What duties and responsibilities do you believe spiritual content creators have as an influencer in the community? Okay, so with a large following comes a great responsibility. Uh, Whether you're uh, doing what Ali did or you're a super spiritual followed person, I think that if if it were me, if I had a huge following and I was a spiritual content creator predominantly, I think I would remind people that discernment is the most important aspect of all of this. And honestly, I think a a healthy minded spiritual teacher would remind people, regardless of what I'm telling you, you need to hear what you feel inside of you is right for you. I can't give you all of the answers. I can say, I did this in my life and it helped me process more of my trauma. Or I did these exercises every morning and I felt more positive. That doesn't mean that this is going to work for you because I wouldn't want to mislead people. And a good example of this is Before my son's father and I got back together this past year, we've been living in the same house, co-parenting for like two years. Um, Many people asked, like, how do you guys do that? Like, what is your secret to co-parenting so effectively and looking like a family? I want to do that. Had a lot of people that said, you should start a course. You should teach people how to co-parent. And I really wanted to, and I got excited about the possibility of helping people. But then I realized not everyone's me. And what if I led people down the wrong path and they just trusted everything I said, and then a family got hurt or something like that. And because I know that people are out there, they're, they're, when we have a lot of trauma, we're looking for something to latch into that gives us hope, um, some kind of happiness. And the idea of 
co-parenting effectively is on the top of a lot of parents list if they're not together. And I really worried about not being able to guide people in the right way. And I knew that the way that we got there isn't the same way that somebody else can get to where we are, if at all. I did create four principles that I would share, but I wouldn't say, hey, you can do this too. You know, I think more spiritual teachers need to address their followings like that. Like, you can do this. It doesn't mean that it's going to necessarily work. I think that's the responsibility to remind people that what's for one isn't for everyone. And I don't mean it in a way of like exclusionary. It just we're all different and our experiences have been different. And then the other part, where should the line be drawn between educator and call out creator? Um, First and foremost, 20 videos about one person, you are no longer an educator. (laughs) If you you cannot educate in one video, uh, like I'm not saying like, if you used a stitch, for instance, yeah, and then you build your idea from that one stitch, that's one thing. But to make and set and make 20 to one person said like 60 videos about Zoomhof, um, that's that's no longer what you're not educating, you're complaining that that's not teaching anyone anything. And furthermore, I don't. Whenever you're teaching about the toxic aspects of things, I would go as far as to say of creating your own content altogether. And when you see something, oh, this isn't necessarily good thing on the Internet that I'm seeing. People need to know about the dangers of this specifically. I would create a lesson around that without even including the other person, because one thing I think is really important is to not platform people that are dangerous at all. You know? Yeah. Um, I could, for example, I could sit and tell you all the reasons why uh, our governor of Florida is not great, but I'm not going to platform him. I'm going to say what we should do instead. And that's why I've tried to start this uh, YouTube kids page, reading the banned books. Oh, cool. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, if they're going to ban the books, we're going to make sure that the kids can read them. I've got yeah, about five, five moms here in town that are like, we'll split the duties with you. So I'm like, this is excellent. I knew that we could do something cool like this because it, it, it's upsetting. You know, that's our that's our youth, our future. So, yeah, let's see. Did I that's answer all the parts of that? Uh, yeah, and okay. I think it's really I mean, I think it's really interesting. And I actually have follow up questions like. Because you talk about sort of larger influencers and their responsibilities, but would you extend those responsibilities to kind of everyone in in the sense that we're all kind of influencers of each other? Or yeah. do you think there's a there's kind of a line there? Yeah, I don't think that there. I don't think that there is. Yeah, that person does have more people following them, but the responsibility is still there because, I mean, consider the fact of who 
you could have 300 followers, but what if one of those followers was extremely impressionable and got the wrong idea and that led to something really terrible? So it doesn't matter if it's big or small. I do think um, large, large creators have a big responsibility, but that doesn't mean that smaller ones don't have that same responsibility to 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 encourage their followers to use discernment and not only encourage it, but illustrate clearly of how to exercise it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. And then the other question I had was, do you think that it's possible to, it's kind of a leading question, but (laughs) do you think it's possible to not hurt anyone or not cause any harm? Like, is there even a way, you know, to approach a platform like that? I don't, I don't think that. (laughs) When I go out into my day, me just being me, you know, I am not, it's not that I'm not friendly. It's just that I don't do small talk. So I'm not like top of the morning to you. How's that? Like, I'm not chatty Kathy. I I don't like the small talk (laughs) pleasantries. So could we say, is that harmful to somebody who may have needed a hello? You know, like, yeah, we can't go a good example is my son like I apparently am always hurting his feelings every time I tell him no I can't buy more (laughs) coins on the games so I know I wish I could buy all the coins um (laughs) but I don't think we cannot hurt anybody we're human beings and we all have such a spectrum of emotions and feelings and to if you didn't want to harm anyone, you just would never speak. And there are love yeah. is sometimes. Oh my gosh, sorry, <laughs> my phone keeps going off. Um, what- love is being able to speak the truth sometimes. And I felt like what I did with Allie, I'm. I don't want to say I love her, but I love people, and I did that in love. Um, yeah. And I did that like a sister would do to a sister. And I would do the same thing to you or to Roxy. I Because when you care about people, you let them know when they're hurting other people. And one thing I forgot, a key point is, is the rapport there with that person to be able to speak that way with them? And I think that mm-hmm. was where I missed I think I I did handle it with care, but maybe the rapport wasn't there. And I think that that's been common with a lot of her followers that got burned by speaking up and realizing, oh, well, I guess we weren't, we're not, we're not social media friends the way that I thought we were kind of like social media friends. Obviously don't know her in real life. I've never had a conversation other than on TikTok with her. So but I, I think that you can't just go through life without hurting someone's feelings. I think it's about how you rectify that that is the most meaningful, most powerful thing um, and how you can take accountability and say, like I did, like I sh- maybe I should have sat with how uncomfortable she was making me feel for a little bit longer. Uh, but I think that the emotion was raw. And I think that that was important part of what I said too. So I wouldn't take that back. And, but yeah, I think we wouldn't be talking and then we would never know. We would never be communicating. 
Because I know sometimes whenever, you know, my partner says, hey, you did this. And then I get my feelings hurt, but not because I did. I I get hurt because I did something that hurt them. And how (laughs) do I rectify that? How do I make that better? And I think that that's what really is a testament to who you are uh, more than if you hurt someone. Yeah, I could not agree more. Um, Let's see. Roxy has some chats here. Okay. She said report doesn't matter with ASAC. <laughs> well, let's see. Yeah, apparently um, not. No. Yeah. And well, we all learned a little bit about parasocial relationships, didn't we? <laughs> I did. I, I, you know what? Before she made those videos, I'd never heard of such a word. I oh, seriously really? never even knew. I mean, I guess I, the concept was there, but I never had a word with the concept. So that led me down a rabbit hole and that's actually got me thinking like, Hey, that's where that report came in. I'm like, yeah, you didn't have that (laughs) the way you thought you had it. Yeah. It's easy to feel like you have it in those pairs, especially the way that it works on TikTok where it's, where it can even be like a doubly parasocial relationship. Cause you're not like a nameless, faceless account. You're somebody else with a platform regardless of the size. And so it can feel like a friendship when actually it's kind of this like two way parasocial thing. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Roxy says there's a big difference between being hurt that you hurt someone versus being hurt that someone had the audacity to speak up about you hurting them. Oh, yeah. And that to go back to the toxic relationship that I was in, that was the case all the time. Uh, yeah. Any kind of like guilt or I'm sorry, it wasn't a true, I'm sorry. It was, I'm sorry that I got caught kind of like thing. I'm sorry yeah. I got caught up. I'm not actually really sorry. And you know, like, uh, the video where she said, or the comment, like I will work on my content and I, you can see the gen. I look back at the, how genuine I was that I was like, thank you for saying that. Like, yeah. You were that, so genuine. That was like really fucking cool. I didn't expect that. And then little did I know, apparently that was a cruel joke. And I think where that whole like where I don't get the memo kind of thing sometimes. Uh, yeah, apparently that was sarcasm, maybe. <laughs> well, she and she did the same exact thing to me as well. I mean, I don't know if you... Um... If you saw that later, it happened to me. And I think I've never really encountered somebody who's so cruel as to do that, where they'll like act like they're sincerely apologizing and then yank the apology as soon as you accept it. Oh, um, yeah. But yeah, she totally did that to you too. It was terrible. Yeah, I felt that was really strange. I was like, wait, I thought we were all going in a different direction. And then like we weren't. So I was like, hey, you know, I really think that you know, you initially had a good idea about something you could bring to the table on. So essentially of what you could bring to the table for social media. Um, And I really think that we could all be allies and helping. And then it was like, no, I don't want to be allies with you. I'm like, what did I really do? I, I just, you know, but like I said, I don't, I don't dwell on the things that I can't know the answers to. Obviously, I don't know what's going on with her. There's obviously it's kind of like when I'm working with clients at work and they want to treat me really bad. And I'm like, where's this coming from? Obviously, there's more going on here than just with me today. So and I kind of feel like this is a situation like that. There's more to this than just her being mad at me and then 
the last day or so making more videos about me. And it's like, I've been, I don't know. I just think at this point to bring me back into it and still like green screening my videos is desperate at this point. I don't know really what yeah. to go on because I try to really not be a problematic person. Uh, I don't find it very difficult to not be, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I, I genuinely care about people's feelings and I try to yeah. put myself in their shoes of how what I'm putting on the internet might make someone who is guilty of the thing I'm talking about feel and word yeah. that in such a way that doesn't make them feel brutalized because you can be brutally, you can be honest without being brutal. Yeah. Yeah, you, you can might, be honest in love. And yeah, and you might ask yourself, if you're having to be brutal with your message, why? What's going on with you that you have to, and that's not tone policing. I don't want to take it there. I just genuinely mean like in the callous way, like even calling P, you poked at a dead girl's family. Like a dead girl, like, don't say that. Don't say that. Like, that sounds callous. And then yeah. furthermore, I wasn't poking at her family. That was a public Facebook page for missing persons that I, when I was searching for that girl to find more information, because I think you posed a very, like a question that I was thinking the same thing. Like, is this person a real person? I thought it. Yeah. A lot of people were thinking it. So I did my own digging around. And when it says in, on Facebook, how the comments are all out of order is just a clusterfuck. So <laughs> it, it like made it really difficult to follow. But from what I gathered from the Facebook page was there had been somebody found Apparently it may have not been her, but then it may have been. So there was a little bit of a flip flop there. And I was just trying to get clear, uh, you know, a clear answer of yes. conclusion of what was going on. And many other people were asking similar questions. It wasn't. Are you tired of feeling unsafe online? Do you want to learn how to protect yourself from cyberbullying, doxing and other forms of online harassment? Then look no further than doxed the podcast. Visit the website DoxThePodcast.com to sign up for the Doxed free ebook full of helpful tips and resources for online safety. Plus, when you sign up, you'll receive the weekly newsletter with the latest updates on upcoming content. There are many ways to connect with Doxed, including Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Discord. Have a story to share or feedback to give? Use the contact form on the site to reach out or leave a voice message to be featured on the show. And for exclusive content, subscribe to the Doxed Supercast to gain access to the private podcast feed with member-only exclusives. Take control of your online safety and join the Doxed community today. You know, that was several weeks before somebody must have screenshotted it and sent it to her to, to have something. But in no way was that a family member's Facebook page. I wouldn't have, con it wouldn't have been worth it to me to like dig into her family on it. And I mean, I care that someone passed away, but I didn't care that much to find out 
the answer. I knew it would come out eventually anyways. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask you about that, but I'm glad you explained because they did kind of dig that up in the last few days and try to shove it back in your face. And it looked to me like it was from several weeks ago. And yeah. it totally me to just try to figure out what was going on because there was so much competing information and yeah. you were being dragged into it. Like you, I don't know that, I don't know whether or not you were accused by any of the followers of actually having blood on your hands, etc. Yeah, but I was you were in that video. Yeah. That's why I was like, I'm okay. not sure why you tagged me in this because I'm not a spiritual exactly. creator. I were yeah. you because she said, this is for you. So I was like, yeah, I didn't. I definitely am not responsible for that girl. And I'm not, I wasn't even going to explain that because I think it goes without saying really. Yeah. So you mean the one that was the one she's in the car and she's, I think that's the one she accused because I was also tagged in that. And I was also like, in what way am I connected to this? That was the first video. Like what? that girl died, that girl died. And you're right that using the term that girl to describe her is so callous and so distancing. Like it reminds yeah. me of when Bill Clinton is like, I did not have sex with that woman. Like it's so yes. distancing. Yes. Like, when I, you... It felt yeah. weird. I was like, this is giving me an icky feeling. And then I have to bring this up because I even sent it to a friend because I was like, why am I, why is this comment getting to me? Um, during uh, when I was getting hate from her followers, one person said, you should be glad that Allie P is coming for you and not uh, because I know a lot of black creators that you should be really worried about. Well, and I was like, my content's hardly an issue, but why yeah. bother it? This comment, I don't like it. And I sent it to my friend. I was like, why is this bothering me? And he said, because you were probably, he actually stitched the comment and made a video. He was like, these people seen some Ashley Miller girl was probably spitting some straight facts at him and thought that they might be able to invalidate everything that you're saying if they can make you out to shine a specific type of light on you. And that's what they were doing. And then they tried to like, like briefly bring up politics, like into insinuate that I was probably like conservative or something. I'm like, oh, friend. That seems almost classist because of like, I think people, I don't know, tend to like, maybe judge the accent or something. Oh, Um, they do. Yeah. I think they can just like hit a low blow. Yeah, Roxy says in the chat, people hear a Southern accent. She has a harsh truths can be delivered with compassion. Brutal honesty is abusive. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I agree. I think it's like an assumption. And it also came into play. But like, I'll, I'll attest personally, you and I have been mutuals for a long time. I think probably because I have Aquarian in my username. And so I attract oh, a yeah. lot of Aquarian mutuals. I followed you and, before I fo- yeah. even found Allie. Like, yeah, a long I time. was following you before I even seen her account. Yeah, I remember that. And I've never seen, not that I've traced every single person involved in this down and seen every single piece of content they've ever made, but I've never seen anything problematic from you. You've always had very wholesome, very like grounded, uplifting, you know, you know powerful occasionally I will share a message that's a little like controversial in a sense that it would probably piss off 
a certain demographic of people that I don't really care if it pisses them off. And especially <laughs> in relationship to women's rights, uh, to uh, health care specifically. Yeah. yeah, but I don't care if that's problematic. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you that's... should be able to be free on your platform to say whatever you want to say. Yeah. And I, mean, I, I mean, to as, some extent, I guess, unless it's really harmful. I say on a regular basis too, like even out here in the real world, when you hear people say like shitty things, I think it's important for them to be allowed to say those shitty things because I want to know who you are. If you're, if you're not a good person, I want to know. I want to be able yeah. to see it. I don't want it to be hidden. <laughs> we want no, those really people out in the too. open. Uh, and you're right. Some of the most insidious stuff is stuff that's dog whistled and just not set oh, out yeah. in the open. And that's it really exactly. is very revealing when people are pressed to say what they actually believe. Yeah. Yeah. Because some people are like, what do you believe in? More than believing in anything, I believe that the possibility of anything is true. Uh, you could say that you see fairies and communicate with them. And I would say, wow, that's really need i wish i could see one that would be fucking cool um <laughs> uh, but i'm not able to for whatever reason and but that's cool for you i hope that makes you happy i hope you enjoy that you know mm-hmm. more than anything my cup is empty and ready to be filled uh with possibilities you know and potential but like i said i think it all goes back to community more than anything i think that that's where you'll feel the most fulfilled with any practice is uh, how can you be of service? Like, especially once you've done healing work on yourself and you feel that you're at a good grounded place within yourself, then how can you extend that to other people? Back in my pageantry days, I, um, started, uh, a, a group and it was called spill the tea and tea was an acronym for talent, education, and awareness. And my group helped single mothers And through a series of webinars and like workshops, we pulled the natural talent through education. And then the one requirement for every participant is to pick one community service effort that's close to their heart to bring awareness to. And the amount of women that were helped, like just during this time of like a couple years, two, three years, I look back and I'm like, still, I I can't believe I did that. Like, that's wild. Um, It was just something that was important. I knew how much I felt alone and suffering as a single mom for so long. And I didn't know how to like cultivate my own talents. And once I learned how I was like, I need to show other women who might be struggling, you know, give them hope. And that was a really fun time. You know, that was something awesome that I, I'm glad that I can say that I got to do that, you know? Yeah, that's beautiful. And community is such an important aspect of it. I love that. I think, I think you're completely right. Like you fill your own cup and then you, it goes outward from there, from you as the, as the source of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think once you're, you know, I don't know if you want to call it alignment with yourself or whatever you want to say the words are, but when you're in this place where you can really be a beacon to other people and where you can show up and inspire them in some way. I know like my one friend that we hang out kind of more frequently than anyone. um, She always says like, 
I just love being around you whenever, when we get done hanging out, like I'm ready to start on like all these things that I've been putting on <laughs> and holding back on you. Just like get me excited to like start things. And I'm like, yeah, I, have, I like have a billion projects that are half started. So don't necessarily be like me in that regard. Stick to one thing. Finish <laughs> well, it first. <laughs> it takes balance of a bunch of different ways of being, right, to get this stuff done. I just, it's like, uh, what is that? I think the show's The Family Guy or something where he's like, ooh, piece of candy. Ooh, piece of candy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's me with ideas and projects. But that's, that's okay because it keeps me going. And, you know, if you can stay happy, I think that's what it's all about. Like this yeah. world is a scary place sometimes. And like I've said in previous videos, like ultimately instead of going after specific creators for teaching harmful things, let's get down to the root and why people are needing to believe in harmful things, which really just directly links back to a sick society. Um, yeah. And. 100%. It's easy to point the finger at just this guy or this gal or this one or that one. But when you don't know who really to point it at to get the true solution, you know what I'm saying? Like the powers that be that are crippling society and causing need for people to go into complete delusional thinking to have a shred of happiness, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's like displacing things all the time instead of solving the problem. Because, yeah, sure, you, you get one harmful person off of the Internet and then there's 50 there to replace him. Because the one thing about society is it's breeding more and more <sighs> problems constantly for people. Yeah. So it, that's never going to if that doesn't stop, then those people are never going to stop. And I think if you really, like I've said, like, if you want to abdicate for something, abdicate for equity, <laughs> like, that's really what yeah. is going to get society to a better place, you know, and a more meaningful place. Oh, I yeah. see a kitty cat. <laughs> oh, there's, there's a kitty behind me. Um, yeah, I couldn't agree more. And um, I think that it, it's, it's, it's funny how it's kind of a lesson for me as well. And you talked earlier about how, to, how you try to take a lesson out of every experience that you're going through. And, and for me, like this is all a big game of mirrors and I'm also trying to see what I can take out of it. And, and that's one of those things, just like, it's not any individual. If I get too angry at this one person and too hateful toward this one individual, I'm not, I'm suddenly no longer solving the problem I'm setting out to solve because exactly. it's yeah. a systemic problem. But you can still call people out in love. <laughs> you, you can, and <laughs> like, and you can done. defend yourself too. Like, yeah. if someone is, you know, just relentlessly coming after you, yeah, you probably need to speak up and not ignore that because I don't think that that sets a good example either. Uh, yeah. We're not, you know, we shouldn't be welcome mats in our relationships or in our online relationships with people. I, I think that it's important. To, and that's what I did. You know, I said my piece. I said, this is this is what's what. And you don't like it. Wipe your ass with the opinion. I don't care. <laughs> Absolutely. And it was gorgeous. It was great. Um, <laughs> moment of it. Uh, Roxy says in the chat, she was we were talking earlier about accents. And she said, I feel like I've experienced something similar with the ASAC phenomena 
with weaponizing the black viewers, they too hear a certain type of accent from me and assume anti-blackness, which I think is really interesting. And, you know, I think it also like going back to your account as well, Ashley, I wish that you had more of a following. And I wish that I hope that like, there will be some kind of a big shift because I think that there should be a, a new, like a, like newly empowered people who are influencers who actually aren't just niching down and actually are trying to approach things in a grounded way. And what I would love to see is that getting the kind of traction and um, representation and platforming that currently these kind of like drama accounts get. I don't know how realistic it is. Like maybe that's a pipe dream that that's like going to come to the forefront, but I wish it would be centered like exactly the kind of content that you put out. But I don't think people see the depth of what you're of what you do because you just show your real self, you know? Yeah, it's I feel the same way. It's hard. Sometimes it's really discouraging because I'm like, man, I I'm trying to it's really caused me to get more in touch with myself ultimately because I want to show up as real and Ashley as I can. That way there's never a mistake about who or what I'm all about. Uh, yeah. I want that to shine through, through the content. And like you said, I don't, you don't know if it's just a pipe dream. It It is this world that I've always dreamed of where the right kind of people, and I, I can say that about myself and I can boast for a minute that the right kind of people get a stage that can be inspiring and know how to do it. Like I, I, it's not something that I like intentionally set out to do. It's just something that naturally occurs. And I just always trace it. But I always say it's, I didn't have the childlike essence you know, world out of me. The world didn't take it from me. They couldn't, maybe it's because of neurodivergency. They weren't able to pin me down and get that out of me. And maybe it's that rebellious Aquarius nature that said, oh, hell no. No, you want me (laughs) to be that? Well, I'm going to do the opposite. And my dad always said that that was your personality. You're whatever people think or you should do. You're going to do the different thing. <laughs> well, I love that for you. <laughs> I once heard an, an, a quote about Aquarians where everybody else has to stay true to themselves, but we have to stay true to who we're going to become someday. <laughs> that. that is so true. Wow. Isn't that ring true? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel that in my bones, man. It's like, and one thing, the whole competitive aspect of it gets me too. It's just, I'm just competing with who I was yesterday or on my best day, you know? And I don't hold myself to some rigid standard either about it. I know, you know, Hey, it's okay. If my house gets messy, it's all right. If I don't pump out a fucking, superb insightful message every single day sometimes (laughs) it's just something goofy and stupid about yogurt and blueberries but you know like other times it's other times it's something that I think really needs to be heard and it would be really awesome that it seems like the dumbest things I post are the ones that get like a lot of attention I'm like god 
really this one the one about mushrooms the guy that's like you want to learn to grow your own <laughs> mushrooms i'm like yeah man yeah i do <laughs> seriously that's what's know. that's what's gonna get the attention i'm like give me the heater get the get the heater on me tiktok <laughs> <laughs> Um, You know, that does play. I I think you're right, though, um, in this whole debacle, the fact that you could have so many community guidelines violations and harassment and bullying cases probably against you during this time that it remains, I think, is because it keeps people on the app. And Facebook did a very similar thing where it was all rage farming back in the start of 2016 on that's how they kept people on the app. They kept them arguing. And I thought TikTok when I joined was going to be like, not that. And I think in a lot of ways it, it isn't, but in some ways it is because you see some real harmful people continue to be able to spew their hatred, which is shocking to me kind of, um, but not surprised. It's not surprising. You know, that's kind of how the, this world has worked up into this point anyways, but I'm not going to give up hope that we can through our messages and others can change that. Well, good. Neither are we. Hope is the thing. I think it is. Yep. And I appreciate you. You give me hope. (laughs) I'm being, I'm being like, but I just absolutely love you through this. I just love everything that you've had to say about it. I just think it's been so level-headed and I really appreciate you talking to us today. I know it's uh, we're having some def- technical diff- yeah. difficulties. I'm sorry about that, that Roxy couldn't kind of have her own voice today. But thank you so much for talking to us because uh, I think everybody everybody's kind of telling their own story. And that means that at different times, different people get centered in the way the narrative's going. And I think you've in some ways dropped off. But to me, you're like one of the really central people. You really kicked this into gear and really made it happen in a way that I think most people don't even at all understand. And they should like you're underestimated. (laughs) I've looked at the situation from like a more bird's eye perspective. And I'm like, man. And even Dylan was like, what'd you do, Ash? Like, did you push a domino? (laughs) Like you pushed a domino. But you know what? The spiritual community needed a shakeup and I call it divine timing or, you know, whatever. But it's time. It's time that people are able to even bring up if you want to talk about the problematic stuff, let's open the floor and discuss it so people can be educated on why certain things are harmful and not just have their ass ranged for it. You know what I mean? Like, that's not going to be helpful. And actually... That's why I made the post about protocol being followed in those times, because if not, we know that that sends people further into cognitive dissonance, which can be even more damaging. And if people are experiencing cult-like following uh, mentalities, that's going to send them further into the arms of a possible abuser. So... I think it's important to approach them with sensitivity and care. And yeah, you can be firm. You can say, I'm not going to let you say that about me if someone's saying something terrible. And you can be firm about that. But you also need to educate on why they can't say that. Because then nobody changes. You know, that's the thing. If we want to see change in the world, we want to see people 
more value, more people, then we have to show them why and how they can through our education, like educating them, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And through representation, through your actions and because they're watching us, um, not in a creepy way and like a, yeah, it's very empowering. Um, Roxy says in the chat, Ashley, you're amazing. And I completely agree with you. And I think you're right. It's it's a time of change and it's a big, like a shakeup was needed in this space. I think it was due and uh, you definitely pushed that first domino. So I think a lot of us that understand what happened here are very thankful to you for that. Yeah. yeah, and and I think it 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 also was powerful coming from somebody who doesn't necessarily post spiritual content, but is a spiritual person. Um, yeah, because I'm very dedicated to my practices, my daily practices that I do all always. You know, yeah. and I was afraid to share those things. I don't think they're problematic, you know, like how I wake up in my routines in the morning that help keep me centered throughout the day. And it doesn't even necessarily have to be spiritual. It's also because I have to have systems and I have to have routine or else I will melt down and have burnout and it will be really bad. So you can even take that route with it. And that's why I always say no matter what name you put on it, manifestation, creating, ambition, drive, it's all the same thing. It, it's just what name you put on it, you know? Yeah, I agree with you. There's some kind of truth that a lot of different language can get at or can get away from. But yeah, I agree with you. And Roxy says in the chat, the three of us equals a boogeyman. <laughs> under Ali said, solidarity. <laughs> <laughs> so there you I've go. always wanted to be a boogeyman. Yeah, it's <laughs> kind of fun. It's kind of like you get to do your little spooky hands. Um, yeah. Well, and it's, I, I, on the parents thing, which was pretty shocking how people's families and all the things being drug up into it. I was just like, wow, how has this not stayed just on TikTok is beyond me. Like anything that's ever happened online for me was strictly just like online. You know what I mean? And I was really shocked to see that. And if my pa- if I was coming to my parents and being like, get on video, I'm talking, they would whoop my ass. They would be <laughs> like, what, girl, what are you doing? No, don't, no. They would, ha- they wouldn't allow it. Um, but I, yeah, that's sticky. You know, I, yeah, it, it gets, it's, it's a messy ordeal, this entire thing. And the fact that like, I mean, even just yesterday, my, my grandmother who passed away was dragged into it. It's just like, I'm sorry. It's some of the messiest, some of the messiest stuff I've ever even seen online, much less been a part of. Roxy says the way she has to whisper in the bathtub though, her parents are probably over it. (laughs) Well, you know, if we're over it, you can only imagine someone living in the same house as someone going on. Cause you know, in a house, you can hear that talking all the time. Like if I, I, if I was a parent and my son, like my son plays these online games on Fortnite and he'll be fussing. And I have to be like, Hey, look, we got to shut it down or you're going to have to shut that game down because I'm not listening to you guys. I said one kid bickering in the house is enough. I don't need to hear five different kids bickering at each other on Fortnite. (laughs) I don't, (laughs) 
I always tell them, am I going to have to get on there and tell you all to be good? No, you're embarrassing me, mom. (laughs) You're right. They have to know, you know, they have to be aware to some extent of what's going on. So it's really hard to watch. Honestly, it's hard to watch like an entire family kind of partake in this mess that it's become. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I would, as a parent, I wouldn't want to be on camera for half a million people to see like in this situation. No, but I would say, you know, I want, I I have wondered, like, have they told her to like, Hey girl, like you need to chill out. Like this is getting serious. Or do they know to what extent even how serious it is, is something I've wondered also, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Roxy says in the, in the chat, can we get a comment on the whole CPS thing and where you stand on CPS as an entity? Cause I know that's come up a lot. Yeah. Well, I think that they're bullshit is what I think. Uh, <laughs> I think anyone I'll tell you a straight up, tell you a story. I used to live in this triplex and I had some really weird neighbors that lived next to me, uh, a couple and they fought constantly and it was it was annoying. They were annoying, but I knew I wasn't going to be there much longer because my uh, my new place that I was moving into, it was almost time to move into it. And so I was just like, you know, I'll stick it out. And then one day they like taped uh, notes to my door about bringing recycling trash cans back in. And I was like, hey, like, did you leave this? I've been gone for like the weekend. So I wasn't even here, you know, Mm -hmm. and plus you live here too. So it's as much effort as it took you to write a note, you could have just pulled the trash cans in pretty Mm -hmm. simple. Well, they were the kind of people that you probably just shouldn't have said anything to because they made my life a living hell for the next month. Uh, They would get home super late, bang on my windows and they actually called CPS And I had a visit, knock at my door. The lady was like, hey, I'm with the department or whatever. And, you know, I had a call and she accidentally in this. I don't know if it was an accident, truly, but we were just gabbing, just talking. You know, she had already looked at everything and was like, everything seems good here. She was like, yeah, I think your neighbors just kind of made a false claim. And I was like. So the neighbors did do it. And she was like, oh, my God, I can't believe that I said that. She was like, she was so scared, like, that I was going to tell on her uh, for. And she I, was probably like, no, have <laughs> I don't know if it was an accident. I think it was an accident. I think she just got comfortable and was talking and said it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how severe that could have been. Like this. We're talking about Florida here. First of all, that's they. I don't know if you're familiar, but there's been a lot of stories of people losing their children and the fight to get their kids back on TikTok uh, right here in the same county that I live in. Oh, terrible. But I think it's extremely dangerous and especially for a mother who's autistic because that's one of the main reasons I will never have it on paper is because I'm a mom. And I don't know what someone would do with that information because you know how people, what they try to say about people who people weaponize it. Absolutely. They do. 
I, I can't imagine how scared she was. Um, that would, that would put me in a really, uh, dark place. And, um, as grounded as I am about most things when it comes to my kid, um, all bets are off. So yeah, if, if my kid's in danger, everybody is. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I think that's like the right of any mother really. And it was uh, multiple, it was, um, Carrie Ann and also rolling Rosemary. Oh my least, gosh. Both of them. Really. Yeah. And which is just terrible. Cause I do think she kind of went after, uh, neurodivergent mothers, you know, terrible. Yeah. That is the one that I'm talking about. I hear stories out of Florida of black mothers getting their newborns taken by CPS before even leaving the hospital. That's exactly the story that, um, she was, she's from here and it's a good family. Like they're a good family. And I think that she was asking more information about the vitamin A or D shot. I think it's a vitamin D shot that they give in the hospital. And they didn't like that. Hmm. And so they took her child and then she actually gave birth to another child. And they were trying to take, they pulled them over on the side of the road and took the newborn away it was, hor- I mean, I had, I was in tears. I was so mad. I made a series. This was before I was on TikTok making content. So I was posting tons of Instagram stories, trying to like raise awareness. And at the time I had probably 2000 followers there. So it wasn't much I could do in that case there, but it was terrible. I, I can't believe that someone would stoop to that level regardless of what they think. And then with the welfare checks for Roxy, I was just, that's flabbergasting to me to even consider. And I'm a firm believer that we need to be aware of bootlickers at all times. So that was kind of alarming because I only know of a couple of different kinds of people who like to call police. Uh, Number one rule is never call the cops ever. (laughs) Spot on. Yeah. That nothing good ever comes of it. I have never called the police and anything good ever transpired of it. So even when I was in need of help. So I hear that. Roxy says in the chat, a disabled black woman in Seattle was shot and killed by cops during a welfare check. Not even a year ago. I mean, it it happens all the time. We see it all the time. Oh my God. Really horrible. It's unreal. it, It has gotten to a point at the, at this point that I don't know how anyone's just idly standing by. It has me researching, you know, everybody is always talking about our second amendment rights. And I wonder at what point can we exercise our rights in self-defense? Like does all, does the ability to defend ourselves against hate crimes of authority figures, it just ends at that. There's no defense you can have. Like that's very unfair. And it sounds very authoritative to me. Authoritarian. Yeah. Like yeah. It's, it's uh, you have to take your rights back sometimes when it's that authoritarian. Absolutely. And yeah. this is why I'm a firm believer in knowing what your rights are and what you are allowed to refuse. And I've had people say, well, why not just comply? And I said, compliance out of like, because you can, even though it's against your rights is what gives rise to authoritarian uh, regimes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you, you don't 
if you have a set of rights, don't give those away freely. Yeah. Never. And people do. People get too comfortable, too complacent. They do. They don't say, oh, well, this is harmless because it seems harmless. Oh, they're just asking for my ID. Well, I'm a woman. So now they have my address. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and that scares me. Yeah. I don't, think, uh, I don't think self-defense applies when you're marginalized. Yeah, Thin absolutely. line between compliance and coercion. Absolutely. It, and it's it, that's what's scary is there's no way to defend yourself in the situation. You just have to take whatever's being given to you. And I've heard some people say, well, do what they say. Let them do. Let them break all the laws and then fight it in court. Well, what if you don't make it to court? Yeah. Then what? You know? Yeah. Well, this court of public opinion is an interesting thing and that's ongoing too. And that's its whole own battle to kind of yeah. win over the narrative and, and, and maintain control of your own story and your own narrative in the face of all these people trying to control it. Cause that's the other thing I think authoritarianism does. It tries to say, Oh, you self having self-defense equals you committing a crime or equals you being yeah. you know, a bad person, the abuser or whatever. Like that's, someone trying to take away the narrative of what happened to you. Um, and so to keep control of that is sometimes an uphill battle and a very difficult fight to fight. But I think it's, it, it's the opposite of complacency, but it's worth it. I think. Yeah, absolutely agree. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Ashley. I think, I think this is probably a good place for us to stop because we've been talking for a while, right. but so appreciate your time and just coming on here to, to talk to us. Um, yeah. Thank you. Sure. I, I've, I, it's good to just get it out, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think it's healing. So I hope it feels that way for you too. Absolutely does. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate you guys doing all that you do. I love seeing your content and the music. I can't wait to see what you're going <laughs> to continue to release with all the, uh, the new stuff, new old stuff, right? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> But new to me. So love that. And Roxy, your stuff continues to just like fill my mind full of new things. So I, I love that. People who can really like feed my brain. I love knowing things. I love learning. So that's amazing. And I think your accounts, you know, are going to continue to flourish for sure as a result of all of this even. Yeah. And I don't know if you know, just I know we're getting off of here, but um, there's some type of TikTok court happening oh, yeah. uh, tonight uh, with a Aunt Karen. Speaking of public, <laughs> and we'll see how it goes. We'll see what happens. But stay safe out there. Is all I, I will. Thank you for listening. Find additional content at doxtthepodcast.com.